0: Hello everyone and welcome to Full Time, where we take you around the world of soccer, locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Full Time is presented by The Game Sports Show and powered by the game entertainment and media. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 11 of Full Time. I am your host, Daniel Scarpino, and with me is our co-host, Gaetano Gallo. Before we begin today's show, Full Time is sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. With their two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, you can download and access the Pizza Portal app so you can enjoy a delicious hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. We remind our listeners that recordings of Full Time occur weekly or bi-weekly and uploads to all of our platforms for public viewing and listening occur weekly or bi-weekly as well. Folks, we welcome you back all here to Full Time. The opportunity presents itself once again to talk about the beautiful game. Gee, the weather is warm and summer is definitely in the air. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing great, Scarps. How are you?
0: I'm also great, G. And in today's show, we've got a great lineup of things to discuss and I'm very much looking forward to it. What we're going to be doing today is we are going to be wrapping up all of Europe's Big Five. We'll get you set and ready for the FA Cup final between Manchester City and Manchester United. As well, we will get you ready for the Champions League final between Manchester City and Inter Milan. We will give everyone as well a local soccer update. As always, if anyone would like to listen to our previous content, please check us out at full time on the Game Sports Show. And before we get into today's content, ladies and gentlemen, we want to address one quick point in the rundown of today's show. We did say last show that we would be reviewing the Europa League final in this show. That being said, at the time of recording, uh, because we were recording on a Tuesday evening, the Europa League final has not yet been played because that happens tomorrow. So we do apologize for that. But what we will uh, do is we'll absolutely review the Europa League final between Roma and Sevilla in our next show on full time. So again, thank you to everybody for being willing to adapt with us as always. And without further ado, Gaetano, and to everyone who has taken the time to tune in here today, let's kick off. We begin today's show by looking at the majority of the outcomes in Europe's Big Five. Gaetano, let's start with the English Premier League. We've known our champion for the past week, and that is your Manchester City. Arsenal have finished second, as we know. It was Manchester United who finished third, and Newcastle who finished fourth. Those four teams will be playing in the prestigious Champions League next season. It is Liverpool who finished fifth and Brighton who finished sixth. Those two teams will be playing in the Europa League next season. Finally, it's Aston Villa who finished in seventh and claimed the uh, UEFA Conference League spot. Gaetano, what are your thoughts on the teams who did what they had to do this season to get into the European places?
1: Uh, I think there's been some really impressive uh, performances across uh the league with this, uh, specifically Newcastle, Brighton and Aston Villa, definitely nobody would have uh, had them within a shout of a European place at the end of the uh, season uh, when the season first started. So uh, really, really impressive seasons from all three of them. Uh, And I hate to say Liverpool had a really, really good stretch there. They were in like, what, ninth and 10th and managed to get themselves into a Europa League place, which is, it's impressive as much as I don't like them. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, the teams that are in there definitely deserved it. Uh, some of the teams that missed out, like Brentford, I would have loved to have seen get in there. But uh, I'd say, yeah, it's uh, a great performance and it's uh, good to have seven English teams uh, all across Europe next season.
0: Well, definitely. It's very well said. And if we run run it through from, from top to bottom, if you like, or from one to seven, Manchester City completely deserved to win the league. Nobody argues that. Arsenal exceeded expectations, pretty much of everybody, myself included, as you know, a huge fan of the club. I think uh, what Manchester United did this year under Ten Hag has been um, a huge sense of development, and uh, in terms of what he's been able to do there. Newcastle, like you said, nobody had them within a show; they were fantastic. Liverpool, great ending to the season after what was a pretty poor start. Uh, Brighton, sensational under Deserbi. Uh, Unbelievable, deserve their place. And Aston Villa, Una Emery deserves a lot of credit for what he's done since coming in. And uh, the best part about all this is that Tottenham doesn't get a (laughs) European spot. So this is great. I'm really liking life right now. This is awesome. And at the bottom of the Premier League, the relegation battle is officially over. Three teams who have been relegated and will be in the championship next season, which is England's second tier of football, are Southampton, Leeds, Leicester City. Gantano, it ends in heartbreak for these three teams, but for better word I suppose it ends in glory for uh, Everton who survived relegation on the last day of the season. Your thoughts on the three teams heading down to the championship?
1: Uh, I think the, the the worst three teams across this season definitely went down, you know. Sometimes they, you know, escape the drop and get lucky and get out, but you know, Southampton, Leeds and Leicester were awful this year. That's like, yeah. you know, the nice way of putting it. Um, and they absolutely deserve to be relegated. I mean, Everton deserved it too, but managed to get out. Um, but yeah, like they were just not great at all, uh, issues off the pitch and on the pitch, uh, for both or for all three teams, I should say. So, uh, no surprise that they went down and, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to miss Southampton and Leicester in the prime Leeds, I don't care too much for, but like Leicester and Southampton were like just good Premier league clubs, good away days. Like, so they'll be missed. Hopefully they'll be back soon though.
0: Yep, I, I'd imagine that they would be back soon. And in the case of Southampton, like you said, and I, I thought you summarized it really well a couple of shows ago, this has been something that's been kind of ongoing for years. It was always coming. Leeds, I predicted them at the beginning of the season. I thought that they were going to go down. I think there was just too much change at that club, no consistency. I, I have to admit, it kind of leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth that Lesser City's going down, only because if you take a look at what they've done over the past about eight seasons, give or take, from you know, getting promoted and then winning the title, and then they won an FA Cup, and then they got into Europe, all of these sorts of things, and now they're going down. I really like Leicester City. I respect them as a club and uh, kind of sucks to see them go down, but I don't think that they'll be down there for too long. Probably within the next couple seasons, we'll see them back in the Premier League. And the three promoted teams to the Premier League next season, which will replace the three teams who were relegated, are Burnley, Sheffield United, and Luton Town. Gatano, what can we expect from these three teams in the Premier League next season?
1: Uh, so I'm not overly familiar with Sheffield or with Luton, but Burnley uh, managed by Vincent company were phenomenal in the championship this year, played like this beautiful, fluid attacking football. And I really, really, really hope, because we see this a lot where teams play a certain way in the championship and then change up their style when they get to the premier league. I really hope he sticks with it because I think that's, it's, I think it's the right way to play football, but you also have a team that is now built to play this way. They know how to win this way. You know, I think changing it would be a bad thing. So I think Burnley, if they stick to their principles, like their new principles, I should say, I think they're going to have a great season. Luton Town's got to go right back down. Like I, I love the story. I think it's great, but you just look at that squad, and unless they pull off a miracle, like they just don't, or they, you know, if they have a great summer, that could, I could change my mind. But like looking at that squad right now, they're going straight back down. (laughs) And Sheffield have a couple of really good little players in there. I think they'd be. Decent. They've been up and down the last couple of seasons, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them stick around.
0: Yeah, I think for for Burnley coming up, I think they're going to be hugely impactful. I have a, I'm going to, I'm not even going to say 99, percent 100. I know that they're going to stick to those principles and what you're talking about, and they're going to have that sort of impact that Brentford had, I believe, when they first came up to the Premier League and how they even played this season. And the case of Sheffield, they're going to have to have, I don't want to say a perfect storm, but they're going to have to have a lot of things go right for them in order to stay up. And then the case of Luton Town. I think the story is unbelievable because in the last whatever it's been 10 years they went from the National League to the Premier League so they went like from fifth division of English football now to the top division it's incredible but it's even little things where the Premier League have standards for stadium capacity and having enough room for like broadcasters and commentators they don't even have that so they have to pump like I forget how many millions of pounds into their stadium just to get those updates done for when uh, they're in the Premier League so. I'm with you. They're probably going to go straight back down. That being said, the story is amazing and uh, they had a dramatic playoff uh, final win at Wembley. So congrats to them for sure. In Italy, Serie A Napoli, as we know, are the winners in Italy's top flight. In uh, Serie A, there is in fact one game left to play. That final match day of the season will take place on Sunday, June 4th. Caetano, it doesn't matter which way we spin it. The top four will consist of, and this is in no particular order apart from uh, Napoli in first place, of course, Lazio, Inter, and AC Milan. Those three teams will claim the other top four spots. The battle for the final European spots will consist of Atalanta, Roma, and Juventus. G. City A has really treated us this year to some great stuff, even with uh, Napoli winning the title so early on. And I think it was just reported today or yesterday that uh, their manager is leaving the club. Um, but even with that, I want to ask: out of ten, what do you give this season in Sidia, uh, And what is your take on what we've seen over the last ten months in the league?
1: I'm going to give it a nine, only because of uh, the Juve drama and them getting deducted points and got their points back and then deducted points again. Just kind of took a little bit out of it. But like outside of that, uh, a phenomenal season in Italy. Uh, one of my favorite, like non Premier League. Uh, like sides to watch like i just loved watching all of the games uh, it was a really intense season like Napoli played probably the best football I've seen outside of Manchester City um so it was just phenomenal to watch
0: yeah I agree a 9 is a is a very fair score and I'm also going to give it a 9 because if you take a look obviously Napoli were amazing this season then all the other teams the ones that we just mentioned that are competing to get into Europe. Phenomenal, but most of them have been in Europe this season and have been incredibly successful. So it goes to show the quality of the league. So I've been hugely impressed with uh, Italy City up. And like we talked about in previous shows, it's nice to see a different team win at this time round and, you know, not to see Juventus run away with it. So uh, yeah, the, the, the Juve stuff definitely took the sting out of it a little bit, which is why it's not a 10 out of 10 season, but a very good season nonetheless. In La Liga, the champions of Spain is Barcelona, as we good and well know. Much like in Serie A, regardless of the order, the remaining top four teams will be Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and Real Sociedad. Quintano, Barcelona have had the season that they had longed for. The top four, probably in large part, is what most people would have predicted. What can you say personally about La Liga this season? um
1: i thought this season would have been a bit been a bit more shambolic uh, for being honest uh, there's been a lot of uh like off field issues in la liga with a lot of the teams and financial difficulties uh so i kind of expected a little more of a shit show <laughs> but uh other than that like barcelona played great uh, it's nice to see xavi not that they're back to the old barcelona but they're kind of on their they're building their way back to that uh it was great to see and then he uh, was personally, I loved seeing David Silva, that Real Sociedad, uh, still lighting it up at like, what, 35, 36 years old. Still as good as he's ever been. So that was uh, great to see.
0: Yeah, there's some definitely some really good individual quality in La Liga. And I was able to uh, to tune in throughout the season. I don't watch it intently, but did watch some uh, fantastic games. And yeah, it was it was a good season. Not something that I'd put on the top of my radar by any means, but nice to see Barcelona back at the top. Real Madrid was there, and uh, the top four was really competitive, which was always good. And France's Ligueur, PSG, have left it later than needed, but they are officially the champions of France. Lens will finish second, and Marseille will finish third, fourth, and fifth position, although not entirely important in France anyways, because of how they delegate their um, their European places. Those still are up for grabs. Gaetano, PSG have finally reached their destiny. That is, in fact, what we expected to happen, but... What can you speak on for this season in Leaguer?
1: Yeah, PSG just haven't looked right. And, I, yeah. and this is coming, this is like two or three years in a row now where it's kind of, you know, they used to be like Bayern Munich where they would win the league in March. And then it was like, oh, they're going to win the league in April. And now it's though they win the league with, you know, one game left. Like it's not the way it should be or the way it has been for a very long time. Um, and I really like that there was some different challengers uh, in league of this year like Lens nobody would have had them earmarked to finish second Marseille having a great comeback uh, Lille coming off of a, a phenomenal season uh, last couple seasons still finishing fourth is great so I thought it was uh, a really good campaign
0: definitely yeah and it's nice to see because I, I hate that like we talked about this in previous shows as well that time where Valentine's Day comes around it's like all oh, PSG are on their way they're gonna win it again I like the fact this year, again, that there was different people, different teams challenging for things and made things more interesting. Uh, A couple of Cinderella stories, if you want to call it. It was nice to see a different push. And hopefully that continues moving forward because you hate to see the same team run away with it all of the time. And finally, we saved the best for last. And that is in the Bundesliga in Germany. Nathanael, the word that you used on our show last, uh, last episode was that uh, you felt that what would best summarize this final match day would, in the Bundesliga would be chaos, and that's exactly what we got. Entering the final match day, Dortmund were ahead of Bayern Munich by just two points. On the final match day, a Dortmund draw and a Bayern Munich win, which was left until the 89th minute, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Saw the two sides equal on points by the end of it all, each having 71 points after 34 games. But Bayern win it on a superior goal difference. Bayern Munich, once again, are winners of the Bundesliga. Gatano, I switched my pick and I was wrong for it. And I, I'll <laughs> give a quick story here before we continue. I've only ever done this twice. I remember one time in high school, which is like, I don't know, 12 to 15 years ago. We're dating back now. It was the Super Bowl, and I switched my pick after I'd made it. My dad gave me a hack. He's like, what are you doing? He goes, you can't switch your pick. He goes, you're going to lose now. I go, no, the team that I switched to, they're going to win. I can't remember who exactly was playing, but I was wrong. I said I'd never do that again. I really went with my gut on this because I felt like it was just meant to be for Dortmund, and it didn't happen. But what we can say is that it was late, late drama uh, to decide the title, but Bayern do it again. It should be mentioned as well that Leipzig do get third and Union Berlin do get fourth. Gee, what can be said not only about this final match day, but the season as a whole in the Bundesliga?
1: So the match day itself was just heartbreak for one side because I love Dortmund. They're they're a great club. I've liked them for a long time. Really likable club, uh, like a guy like Marco Royce. Like you just want him to win the Bundesliga just once. Uh, so there was a bit of heartbreak there, but also the ecstasy of like that winning goal was phenomenal.
0: Amazing.
1: It was uh, M- Musiala, right?
0: I think it was. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. just. He's like 21 doing doing stuff like that. It was crazy. Um, and also just like the Sula goal in the Dartman game, like that's a goal of the year candidate. Yeah, and it's just a shame that it was for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And uh, I saw there is they kind of have like those 360 views now that they put on uh that they put on social media. So I saw the 360 view like from like 20 different angles of the, the goal that Byron scored. At the end, absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But that final match day, it's exactly what you said was going to happen. It was <laughs> chaos. But I'm so glad it went that far. And I'm hoping that uh, in seasons to come, because even after the win, a lot of what was being said on social media, Bayern are not, not doing well uh, from a management perspective, from a uh, ownership perspective, from a board perspective. A lot of people are still very unhappy. So uh,
1: two board members got fired like immediately after yeah. they won. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which it, it's unthinkable, really. It's unfathomable yeah. that you win and then people are still getting sent out the door. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just uh... like
1: what uh, someone got fired, like someone found, I, it looked like he found out he got fired on the field.
0: Yeah. Like
1: he was standing on the field. Like he he was not happy. He was like, like, I, I, I can't confirm it, but it looked like the clip that was going around, like he got told he was fired on the field celebrating his league yeah. title like that's and
0: the, yeah and there was another story where another board member apparently didn't even get onto the field because he was notified that he was fired before that he can go down and celebrate <laughs> you know which is it's just crazy so i don't know is that going to be a shake up for next year they're going to have to get a lot of things right in the summer and typically you don't say that when a team wins a title especially oh. i forgot how many they've won in a row now 10 or something uh
1: 11 i think this was 11. 11
0: yeah so it's uh it's, it's huge for them to win it, but we'll see what happens moving forward. Dortmund c- commiserations, of course, but a fantastic season this year in the Bundesliga. No two ways about that. This is Daniel Scarpino and Gaetano Gallen. You are listening to Full Time on the Game Sports Show. A reminder that Full Time is sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. You can download and access the Pizza Portal app for any of the two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Have a delicious, hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. Catano, it's the FA Cup final that we get to witness here in just a couple of days between Manchester City and Manchester United. First and foremost, we have talked a lot on our show about how much we both love the FA Cup. But for you personally, how are you feeling about this final set to go on June 3rd?
1: Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, we're going to talk about the uh, Champions League final uh, in a bit here. But like, to me, this is this is the biggest one for me Uh, simply because it's against United and you just, you can't lose this game. You can't, you can't.
0: Yeah. If it, uh, if it calms your nerve, any, uh, we had our first uh, outdoor game last night for uh, summer soccer. And after the game, we're in the change room. We were having a a beer together as a team. And obviously, you know, you know, a lot of United fans, I'm friends with a lot of United fans. I coach with a lot of United fans and uh, one of my teammates, huge United fan. And uh, you know, we're going to be away this weekend in Petoskey playing in a tournament us. And uh, we're saying, oh, we'll watch the final Saturday morning, yada, yada. And I said, so, you know, what do you think? Uh, United gonna win it? He just looked at me, and I quote, "Absolutely not." <laughs> so, if that calms your nerve a little bit, I hope it does for your sake. It but... doesn't. That scares me more. That scares <laughs> me go. more. <laughs> It'll. Uh, it's. It's definitely going to be. Uh, we'll call it interesting, I guess. But it, in Cup Finals, as you know, probably better than probably better than me from a fan's perspective. Anyhow, anything can happen. So, so from an analysis point of view, Gaitano, some of the data that currently exists on this upcoming Cup Final is as follows. Manchester City are favourites to win this game, and the odds are stacked in their favour. According to Bet365, there is a 73.3% implied probability that Manchester City will win the FA Cup based on player availability, team success, head-to-head statistics, and overall team statistics. Manchester United are the underdogs with 33.3% implied win probability. The most frequent match result predictions, according to BettingOdds.com, are that Manchester City will win by a score of 3 to 1. Gattano, this is the predicted data, but we all know good and well that football is not one on a calculator, it's one on the football pitch. So a two-part question here, G. Who is going to win the FA Cup and how will it be done?
1: Well, City are going to win it. <laughs> like that's, you know, an obvious one. But uh, I do expect United to be very compact centrally. I think they're going to out of possession they're going to be very very aggressive. Uh, you know try and you know stifle the creativity of Manchester City Um, but I just I think City just have way more quality all around the field I don't think there's a single United player that would even touch City's bench at this point right now Uh, and really I think the individual quality should shine through and City should win I I like the predict the 3-1 because it's 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 predicting a clean sheets I feel like it's bad juju so 3-1's like that's fine
0: yeah, I always thought to myself, and I've been thinking about this for quite some time because we've we've known about this final for a while, I always thought, and it was always best described to me anyways by a, a fellow coach of mine that I coach with uh, for many months out of the year, he said United are running on fumes, so for me, I always thought that this final would be a two or three goal margin, whether that's 3-1, 3-0, 2-0, whatever the case might be, but I think City's going to win it. And I think that they're going to do it, I don't want to say comfortably, but they're going to be able to uh, to dictate what they want to do in the match and they're going to be able to control what they want to control. So for both of us, it'll be City. I think for the majority of people, it's going to be City. But that, uh, that Cup final, as a reminder, goes this Saturday, June 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern time. The game can be watched on your local sports network provider. I'll be watching it when I'm at my tournament in Petoskey. I'm sure you'll be watching it in the comfort of your home Saturday, G. And uh, best of luck to you in that one. Sticking with cup finals, Gaetano and sticking with Manchester city. Incidentally, it's the champions league final that is drawing near on June 10th. We get to witness the biggest and best domestic cup competition in all of world football. It will be your Manchester city Gaetano up against Inter Milan. Let me ask you this G, how are your nerves at this moment in time? <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> like it's, I, 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 I...
1: I hate to complain about it because it's such a privileged spot to be in in two cup finals, you know, on for a treble knock on wood. It's like, I hate complaining about it, but like, it's stressful because we are, you know, two games, like, you know, 180 minutes, unless anything happens, extra time or penalties away from, you know, an era defining season for city or just awful, awful heartbreak. So it's, uh, it's an, it's an enviable but enviable but not enviable position to be in
0: yep and that's i mean when scott and i used to do this show we used to talk about it all the time it was the beauty and the heartbreak of sport right like it just that's that's the case of it not just in football but it's the case of it in every sport like you know it's so incredible but like you said it's definitely a privilege to be in this position but at the same time you know that it could go either way and that could be that you're going to have like the best year of your life, or it's going to be pretty sad for maybe about a month's time. And then uh, you'll have to go again next season. But regardless, a fantastic position for you to be in as a City fan, and for all City fans for that uh, for that matter, but as well for the Inter fans out there. And I have a couple of buddies who are Inter fans as well. So definitely a lot to look forward to. But more on a uh, historical note here, Gaetano. Th- this final is between two historic clubs, of course. Manchester City, more of a team who has experienced success in the recent past as well as present day, of course. Inter Milan, a team who dates back to many years ago, uh, who have had success domestically and in Europe, and they are now in a period where they are kind of in and out of winning major trophies. Gatano, in your opinion, putting bias aside just just for one moment, in a cup final like this, is one team favored over the other from a neutral point of view, or is it important to look at this game just for kind of what it is, and that's a game between two teams, regardless of their history?
1: So I think if you're looking at it as a neutral, I think City are probably slight favourites, just uh, I've say this a lot, but like the individual quality, I just don't think player for player Inter matchup compared to City, they, their defence is incredible. I will give them that. They have some really good players in the field, but just, you know, City have that quality on their starting 11 and then also on the bench. I just don't think Inter have that. So I think they'd be maybe slight favourites, but I don't think it's, I think this is a lot closer of a matchup than the uh, FA Cup final, definitely.
0: Yeah. And uh, a lot of times people say, well, history tells us history tells us. Yes. History gives us a backdrop and a story, but it doesn't tell the full picture because you have to go out onto the pitch and you have to play the game. So again, I think it's marginal. I do believe City are favorites as we're going to talk about here now. But um, again, it's only it's only from the point of view that it's the two teams that are playing each other. I don't think history has a ton to do with it right now. So we're going to switch the conversation to something a little bit more analytical here, G, and that's Manchester City's win probability is at a whopping 69%. Inter's on the other hand sits at an extremely low 12%. The probability of this game going to extra time or penalties is 19%. Between possession statistics, goals, and scoring expectancy, Manchester City lead all of those categories. Defensive statistics, believe it or not, they're actually shared equally between City and Inter, which a lot of people would have Inter in front, but both sides have only conceded three goals in the knockout stage of this competition. So looking at this data here, Gaetano, should this mean anything to those viewing this match or should it mean anything to either team for that matter?
1: I think, I think you said it perfectly. It it provides a nice backdrop, but it's not, it's not the main story. You know, the main story is what happens on the field. If city go out and dominate possession and create chance after chance, like we've seen them do a million times this season, you know they should be coming out with the winners, but at the same time, equally Inter could you know shut it down with a nice five at the back, compact in midfield, and Martinez and Lukaku break or Jekyll If Jako scores, he'll break my heart.
0: All uh-huh. oh, that will break. It,
1: that'll it'll break my heart. Um, yeah. But they could easily break, and one of those guys gets a goal, shut it down. And it's a one-nil win for them. It's it's really fifty-fifty that way. It's yeah. So I don't, I don't think that I don't think any like analytics or stats really. Uh, mean much going into this especially because it's a one-off game too it's not like it's a two-legged thing or like over the course of 38 games like it's it's one game 90 minutes for the champions league
0: yep and and you know what i think you as a city fan could probably attest to this sometimes you could have a, a hundred chances in a game doesn't go for you other team gets one chance and then it happens i remember the season when there was no fans in the stadium for the entire season until i think uh, like the last uh, Last game. Yeah. yeah, there was like 5,000 or 10,000 or something. There was one game Leeds played against City at, uh, at the Etihad, and Leeds had like two chances all game. They scored both, yep. and they, they won 2-1. They scored on a counterattack. I think it was maybe Lee Dallas or something. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Scored at the end. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, you know, statistics, they tell a story, but they don't tell the full story. They give us, they give us an understanding. But, again, the game's won and lost on the pitch, so anything can happen, certainly. So, finally, Gaetano, it's down to our gut, our heart, and perhaps our mind as well, and that is who is going to win this game. Will it be your Manchester City, Gaetano, or will it be Inter Milan? It's decision time, my friend. Who's taking it and why? Well,
1: it's, well, it's not a decision, Scarborough. I'm a City fan. I,
0: it, yeah. You know,
1: like, yeah, I have to go City. But, like, and I also feel, uh, I feel bad, like, you're picking City to win everything because, like, it feels it's, like, cheating. But, like, I, I do think they will win. Um, I just—I'm so nervous. It's just gonna be like this is a, literally starting Saturday morning with the FA Cup final, and then it's just a week of torture, to, yeah. depending how that game goes, until the uh, the Champions League final. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with City, and I couldn't give you a score prediction, but first in, in the history of Manchester City, I think Jack was gonna score on us because he will, because that's how City works. But I do think we'll win.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I'm also taking City to win. Uh, I think it's going to be two to one. I think that City, I don't, they're not going to scrape it. They're going to dominate the game, I believe. But it's going to be a case of they'll be up a goal. Then it'll be late. And they're going to have to defend for their lives. And it's going to happen. And I think that they will win the trouble. But at least, I think in, in your case, you have a decent excuse. Because if you have an odd look on your face and someone says, Hey, Vanner, are you okay? You could literally say and get away with it. I have a lot on my mind right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a legit excuse. So, we're both going to take City. It's going to be incredible regardless. Can't wait for that one. FA Cup final this upcoming Saturday. Following Saturday, folks, it is the Champions League final. And that game is going to be played on Saturday, June 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Folks, it is now time for a local and regional soccer update. It's St. Mary, Ontario. High school soccer playoffs have officially finished. St. Mary's won each division, junior girls, senior girls, junior boys, and senior boys. The finalists for each division were in junior girls, my Cora Colts. We finished second. Uh, great season by my players. Uh, very blessed to be a part of the, uh, the culture and the athletics department at Cora High School and uh, couldn't, couldn't appreciate any more what my, my team and my, and my players gave this season. In senior girls, the Cora Colts also finished second. In junior boys, the Cora Colts also finished second. And in senior boys, the Superior Heights Steelhawks finished second. In the senior boys and senior girls division, the two finalists from the Sioux will get to attend the regional competition, which is NASA, Northern Ontario Secondary School Athletic Association. So that'll be uh, St. Mary's uh, for both uh, senior boys and senior girls as well, uh, Cora for senior girls and superior heights for senior boys Uh, in junior boys. It's only the winner of the city that gets uh, to go and compete at NASA. So that's only going to be St. Mary's Uh, for girls. NASA is held this upcoming weekend here in the Sioux on Friday and Saturday, June 2nd and 3rd. All games are going to take place between and starting at 10 a.m. The last games of the evening go at 8 p.m. That'll be on Friday. And then the final is going to be four o'clock on Saturday. All of those games take place at Superior Heights Field. In the boys' division, NOSA is going to be taking place this weekend as well on Friday and Saturday, June 2nd and 3rd in Sudbury, Ontario. They are the hosts. The winners of the senior divisions and the senior divisions only get the opportunity to go to the prestigious Provincial Championship, OFSA. So that's uh, for the best teams in the province. I myself got to compete in that um, in many sports, but I got to compete in soccer and you're up against the best in the province. Absolutely incredible. Gaetano, these are really exciting times here for so many young soccer players in the Sioux. How vital would you say are these experiences through this sport in particular for these young athletes?
1: First of all, I just want to shout out St. Mary's for sweeping everything, my old school. Love, love to hear that for them. Um, But yeah, no, this is huge for them. Uh, A chance to compete against the best uh, athletes, not just in the city or Northern Ontario, but in the whole province. Uh, And we know there's a ton of talented athletes, especially in Southern Ontario. Uh, so to get the chance to play against them and really uh, test themselves against those like the best of the best uh it's huge for them
0: Yeah, and uh we see it so often year in year out and i see it as a coach year in year out, where these athletes that go to off center competing in soccer these are the ones that are going to play at ocaa they're going to play oua at prestigious universities the likes of york mcmaster guelph and then some of these are going to play in league one which is um biggest amateur brand of soccer that we have in Ontario and then some of these are going to be playing in the CPL eventually and I've seen it because I've played against guys at Offsa that were on Our Lady of Lourdes and St. Andrews who went on to play in the CPL and are there still so it's an incredible opportunity uh, like you were saying as well for all of these athletes and uh, it's amazing the spectacle that's going to be on display and uh, it all starts this Friday with NASA soccer and that's uh, again we support local and regional soccer on our show because this is where it all began our links between Sioux samory ontario sioux michigan and everywhere in the up as well uh, throughout michigan a huge thanks of course to our late great and beloved scott nason and everyone else who supports our show uh, in the states as well as everyone who supports our show throughout the sioux and in ontario this is daniel scarpino and Gaetano gallon you're listening to full time on the game sports show a reminder that full time is sponsored by little caesar's pizza you can download and access the Pizza Portal app for any of the two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Have a delicious, hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. Ladies and gentlemen, that is full time. As we conclude today's show, we want to extend our deepest thanks to each of you for being with us on this podcast. Your support means more than we can express. Gee, a job well done tonight, and thank you for the fun, my friend.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank, me. thank you for letting me uh, vent all my city thoughts, because, you know... It's 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 a stressful time, and it's nice to to get it out there and talk. And you know, it's
0: great. So thank you for that. <laughs> Full time is turning into a uh, a therapy session of sorts <laughs> for our beloved guy Tano here. But I've always believed I've been blessed with two ears and only one mouth. I should be listening double the amount that I talk. I really do believe that. So I'm glad to listen, G, and upcoming here in the the next couple of weeks. Best of luck to you. We'll be texting like crazy, and uh, I do wish the best for you, my friend.
1: Hey, if if city. If they do lose both finals, this is going to be a full-on therapy session next episode.
0: (laughs) Yes, and we'll prepare our viewers for such a thing if it does come to that. But let's hope for your sake it doesn't. Hopefully not. (laughs) A reminder to our listeners that the next episode of Full Time will be recorded the week of June twelfth, 2023. In that show, we will wrap up the loose ends and the fine details of Europe's Big Five because there are a couple of things left to tie up. We will provide you with the analysis and results of the FA Cup Final, the Europa League Final, and the Champions League Final. We will take a look as well at the MLS, and we will discuss a little bit of local and regional soccer. As always, we will provide our listeners with all of the latest in the world of football. For weekly content, make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe to all platforms of both the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Podbean. Be sure to check us out at our website at www.thegamesportshow.com. That's www.thegamesportshow.com. For Gaetano Gala, my name is Daniel Scarpino, and thank you for tuning in to Full Time. We look forward to seeing you at kickoff next time, back here on The Game Sports Show and the game entertainment and media. Best always.